I get to yell at the kids the whole game. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 112. I'm Jason Fitzgerald, and with me tonight is Randy James. Randy, before I ask how you are, next week we're off. And I wanted to, my life. I wanted oh, to let the... <laughs> I wanted to let the half a dozen listeners that we have know that we're not going to be recording next week. As going to be off. Are no going to be. And before That's we forget right. and cue the music. Oh, I just did it, didn't I? Nah. Before we forget and end the show without giving our faithful listeners a heads up. So it's going to be two weeks, but we'll be back. Assuming that you don't decide to assume permanent residence in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Which could happen. A lot of things could happen. Yeah. yeah. But unlikely that it may be. Um, just wanted to get that out of the way. All right. One How day we will get you a silent mouse. Greatest day of my life. I didn't click on it yet, I don't think. You've clicked it like 50 times. But what did least. I click on? it? Oh, I, I have no idea. It. I don't know it's, what it's, you're... I'm absent-minded. I don't know what you're clicking. You're to... just clicking it for no reason? <laughs> could be. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty great. A little tired, as usual. Yeah, you know... Need to sleep more. School vacation week's coming up next week. Uh, taxes are due on the 18th, not Friday. Right, you got a whole another weekend. To do You're it. taking vacation, so whenever you take any time off, you got to get all the work, do- like ha- at least half the work done that you would have got done on vacation before you go on vacation. I will tell you why I am tired. Okay, tell me why you're tired. Um, baseball season has started. Okay. And soccer season for the for the boy. Have started, so none of it's work or life related, other than I guess your kids or your. No, life. work is easy. Work is easy. Oh, all right. Well, good for you. I mean, it, it, this is this is, and that revelation like really makes me feel for folks that have uh, you know difficult, labor intensive day jobs. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I do. That'd be crushing, crushing when you have no time to run errands or anything like that. So I am, as you know, I am now the soccer coach. The head coach. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of mental stress. Whistleblower. Uh, I haven't blown my whistle yet. <laughs> do you have a whistle? I do. Nice clipboard. Of course, I do have a clipboard. Yeah, well, you're all set. You know, I didn't buy a clipboard. I stole one of my kids' clipboards because it's just, it's. I looked up. Trust me, intensive research. Because here. <laughs> here's what I want. This is what I want. Ideally, I want a clipboard on the outside. And perhaps on the back side, a soccer field whiteboard. Or or maybe on the front side, soccer field whiteboard with a clipboard on top of it. Because you got to go back and forth between papers right, right. And, and impromptu doodles. And you couldn't find that? And oh. on the inside, it needs to be a waterproof, like, plastic case. Because it's going to rain in some of these games. I want to put the paperwork on the inside. You following me with this? The whistle, the papers, the pens, yeah. things like that. You, I got uh, two out of three right here. What do you got? Yeah, that does not have a soccer. Exactly. That's what I ended up with. What you're holding is almost exactly what I was using. I believe it is exactly, except it's got a bunch of flowers on it, and it says <laughs> Max. It, says, it has Max's name on it. It's not waterproof. It's customized. It's very – it's drip. Proof, yeah, water drizzle. resistant. Water yeah. resistant is the word I was looking for. Um, uh, that works. Yeah, like a champ. You can flip through papers very quickly. I I came to the realization that trying to whiteboard 
things on the sidelines of a soccer game with a bunch of eight-year-olds. Terrible, terrible idea. No good. Terrible. No good. Uh, there's no, they don't have the attention span. I mean, I'll tell you my first mistake. I had my first soccer game. Mistake number one was, okay, so who wants to play goalie? <laughs> Do not ask the children anything. No. Right? I, I should have been, I should have come to the game with the lineups and all the substitutions arranged for the entire game. But you know, you know what the, what stands in the way of that? Knowing who's going to be there. Knowing who's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do the parents want to tell you whether or not they're coming to the game until they get there? No, that's too much forethought. No, they don't want to do that. No. They don't. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a big, that's a large burden to carry, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 uh, you're coaching the soccer, not the baseball, right? Soccer, not the baseball, yeah. although I already ran a baseball practice and most of another one. Now, for baseball, that was mandatory that I knew who was going to be there and when, because you have a certain number, obviously you have a certain number of people on the field and because a lot of people would come and they'd leave earlier, they'd come for late and uh, you want to get them. They're all the same about the same playing time as close as you can. Yep. And you have to have a lineup because you can't be like, okay, you bat next. Now it's your turn to bat next. Now it's your turn to bat next. So I needed to know who was going to be at each game before the well, game. You could, you could do a lineup and then just cross the people off that don't show. And yeah, well, sure. But uh, you want to, uh, you know, put your best lineup up there. You want to have people, you don't want to have like all your strong hitters right in a row. And then you kind of man mix it up. And <laughs> I don't know. You're putting that much thought into it. Well, my, well my it was more like the fielding thing because you wanted to have the fielding. Like, I wanted to have, remember when I was doing this, the kids were pretty young, like I think six ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to have two, like two kids that play the infield that could throw and catch with each other. And then, you know, then have kids that couldn't. So that they would, be able to make plays, but putting like one kid that could throw real good and then nobody that like could catch the ball at first base just meant throwing mm-hmm. the ball into the stands. Yeah. Which, so, so this yeah. is a pro tip for the parents out there with kids on sports teams. When your coach emails you and says, please let me know if you're not going to be at the game or if you are going to be at the game, you know, just yeah. get, back, get back to them. It's, get back to them, please. It can get onerous. I know all oh, this email, oh my goodness, the kid just wants to play soccer, but you have to realize a lot of it goes, a lot of... Oh. Uh, Planning so that goes work. into it. A lot of, a lot of planning. So much planning, and at times I didn't even get to watch the game. I realized, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot. There's so much. So my favorite, my favorite anecdote about the game, and we can move on from something else. Was so I sent out very sort of rigid emails to the parents. Many many emails leading up to the game. I didn't want to get too repetitive. So there was like an introduction, hey, how you go, how you doing? And then there was a schedule. Here's the schedule for the season as it stands today. Here's where you can go find all the information. Here's my contact info. And then there's there was, okay, here comes the weekend. We're going to have Friday practice and the Sunday, and here's what we're going to do. And here, and, and I had a section where I basically, what I am requesting of you, the parents, with a bulleted list. Make sure your kids have shin guards. Make sure your kids bring a drink. You know, I didn't, and I didn't want to like overparent the parents here. I'm like, do I actually need to tell them mm-hmm. that they need to bring? 100%. I mean, because they have children. You should tell them they need to bring their child. But do I need to tell them they have to bring like a drink for their child? Because mm-hmm. you recommend it, right? I didn't think I would have to. And it turned out that it, that I definitely needed to twice as much as I did. <laughs> 
Yes. So anyway, but the, the, my 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 favorite my favorite piece was put I put in there. You know how I am. Uh, I'm a stickler for being early, right? I'm the I'm the dad who shows up at the airport five hours before the plane leaves. So I said, you know, we we left a, we left my brother's birthday party early so we could get to the soccer game. And I in in my email I said game starts at two. I ask that you be at the like you be on the field because you don't say be at the game because they think that means uh, if I turn into the road leading into the soccer fields at the time you said then I'm basically there yeah even if the road is six miles long you're at the right field here. you can see it yeah you're there and then they park and then they call their mother-in-law for a while from the car and then they get the kids out and start walking <laughs> to the fields and boom you know it's two o'clock so the game starts at two I say. I want the kids on the field and ready to play no later than 145. It seems fair. 15 minutes, let the kids, so I can talk with them. I can tell them where they're going to play, whether they're in, whether they're out, tie their shoes for them. Hmm? Can we do that? (laughs) (laughs) Tie their shoes. And then, well, that was it. So then I said, I'm going to be there. There's There's a girls game before hours so the fields will be open i said i'm going to be there at 1 p.m an hour in advance <laughs> writing up the because i had still had to write up the, the lineup and all so i'm going to do i'm going to be there doodling on my paper talking to the other coaches whatever and one of the parent one of the the first people who show up they show up at 1 30 and i say oh hello it's so great to see you you know hi you know this kid's name call him twilliger twilliger how you doing great you know, go kick the ball with max for a while have some fun writing down all their numbers because I didn't know their numbers, lining up their numbers with their names. And they said, they looked at me, they said, oh, yes, we we read your email and you seemed, you see, it was very stern. You seemed very, uh, what, what was the word I'm looking for here? It was, seemed very important that we get here right on time. You made that very clear <laughs> that we should get here at 145. And, and we, we are German, so we said <laughs> we should be there at 130 then because that would be... More correct. I'm like, I love you guys so much. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> the German people. It's my favorite kind of people. And then I don't know when any other people. Should. There was, of course, one parent who showed up at about two minutes past two with with the message of, hello, here's my child with no uniform. I signed them up for the league. I don't know when, and I don't know what team they're on. Is he on your team? I'm like, uh. Yeah, team, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, check with me after the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turned out he was on the other team, which is good news. <sighs> so it's exciting. I, can I tell you, I'm going to round this out. My favorite part about I'm enjoying being this. this. I'm letting you go. I'm not. Are I'm you, you enjoying good, this? I am, I am. I mean, I enjoy my fa- the coaching. My, fav- my favorite part about being the soccer coach is I don't, I don't want to say it's a power trip. Because I'm not getting like power hungry. I really want the kids to enjoy themselves. All that time I spent on the sideline, going, "Boy, they they really should work on this, right? You know, the kids should really focus on this. Uh, maybe we should do this drill." That's all up to me now. I get to. <laughs> this is where you are playing. I get to yell at the kids the whole game to get back in their position. Mm-hmm. I get to tell them outright, "No, all the throw-ins belong to the defenders on that side of the field. That is it. No exceptions. It is yours." Mm-hmm. And I send the defender on the field. But he did it I last say, time. I say, "Hey, Terwilliger." Every ball that goes out on this sideline is yours to throw in. You got it? Got it. <laughs> this one mine, coach? <laughs> yeah, every single one of them. And when you throw it in, you throw it straight down the sideline, nowhere else. I don't care if there's no guy there. Just do it. Okay, coach. I have so you're creating a bunch of robots, huh? 
Yeah, you know, to some extent, you want to eliminate their decision paralysis, right? So okay, I want to okay. I want to hone in on some of the skills they should focus on, and kind of push aside the stuff that's not terribly important for now. Okay. Okay. Right. So we have, yeah, we had no practice. We jumped right into first game. All our practices got rained out. Well, yeah, we got rained out of the uh, practice end game. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been rained out. You know, beautiful weather, and all of a sudden rain. Yep. You're in town over. All our fields are soaked. They're still not open. Yep. And oh. now here's the other fun piece about being the head coach. <laughs> as as you told everyone, we're going away. My family is going away. We're missing two weekends, which I feel very bad about. Because I signed up to be the coach, and then I'm I'm leaving my team. Right. Oh, Although, two games, right? Yeah. Well, well, just one game, because oh. one weekend there is no game for the holidays, which is good. Okay. Yeah. Two practices, one game. Uh, so I already had a very stern talk with my assistant coaches <laughs> about what exactly they should be covering while I'm away. Again. How, how they should be doing it. Max is in first grade? Which kids, second grade. Okay. Which kids need what work and which individual attention and This is elementary school, not like... Uh, Division one soccer program at a university, the national level. We're talking about at right? no at no point have I encouraged winning or scoring. It's all about developing their level of the game. I'll, I will tell you the number one thing I think that is probably ruining the game for the kids is their own teammate stealing the ball from them. Okay, yep, right. So maybe not quite so directly. Maybe directly for a for one or two of the kids. I've already approached this. I've already sat them down and said, look, you know. We're going to focus on positioning, which really means don't just chase the ball all over the field. You're supposed to stay in your zone. Let the other kids handle their zone. If you run straight at them and kick the ball straight into their shins over and over and over again when they're wearing the same shirt as you, <laughs> they're not having fun, especially when you're standing downfield of them blocking <laughs> their progress. Okay? So that's what we're going to, we're going to focus on that. And uh, I think that'll really... I think that'll help them a lot. Like, they don't have to score to have fun. They don't have to win to have fun. You get a lot of good passes in. You get a lot of running in. Get a lot of good kicks in. Whatever. I think having your teammate kick you in the shins repeatedly uh, not, not is probably the, probably the worst. Because you're not expecting it, right? You're going, oh, yeah, the field's open. <laughs> Sweet. I just have to get around. And out of nowhere, <laughs> guy wearing the same shirt of you basically tackles you and just starts kicking you. Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Right? Yeah. That that is uh, soul crushing right there, I think. Cuz you don't you're like, well, I wasn't expecting this. How come I have to run away from every player on the field? So we're going to work we're going to focus on that. We're going to focus on that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it now. Grace, like I said, she we got all rained out and everything. So. Are you the coach? You the soccer coach? No. No. Oh, I'm assistant no. coach, but I'm there to shag balls and tie sneakers. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> tell me, tell me yeah. what to do, Coach, and I'll go yeah. do it. That's I like being the assistant. Where do I basically, need to put the cones? Oh, the cone got knocked over. I got that. Right, <laughs> turn the cone up. Mm-hmm. I, I basically am the assistant baseball coach. Yeah, right. That's that's great. It's yeah. very. Your brain doesn't really have to work. You're just like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Yeah, throw the balls to them. Totally fine. I'll yeah. run over there and do that. Yeah. No big deal. You know, hey, I brought I brought a whole bunch of extra balls. You can use them if you want. You can use them. I'll pick them up after. It's no big deal. You just you just decide what you want them doing. I'll take care of it. Yeah. You mean to go run out there on the bench? You know, keep the bench kids in line. I can do that. Yeah, it's a very key role. The baseball yeah. bench, the baseball bench kids organizing. Yeah, this is the season they pitch at each other. Oy. And this is uh, I have good news though. Very proud. I'm not often proud because pride is a sin. But 
There are three kids on our team that the coaches have deemed capable of pitching. Oh, yeah? My son is one of them. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. He's probably the worst one of them, but he's still one of them. I think. So basically, can can he get it over the plate without injuring too many of the other team members? <laughs> and uh, yes, the answer is the answer is yes. Good job. Uh, there's a there's a mix, right? If, if they're too strong and they yep. throw it too fast, yep. you know, there's a lot of danger there. Yep. Uh, I mean, I I would encourage him not to throw it fast. I'd be like, look, just get it. All you want to like, you want to let the other kid hit it. Basically, make him a hitter. Right, make him a hitter. Yeah. Give him a strike. Put it right in the. Put it right in there. Right let him hit there. it. You should be excited that he hit it. Right. This isn't about striking the kids out just yet. No. Game gets boring when you get there. You get a pro pitcher up there. No one ever hits it. I don't want to watch that game. Yeah, I don't know. Eh, yeah, <laughs> I mean it's a, the games are more intense or better, a little better when they move quicker when people aren't on the bases over and over again. And <laughs> but you I just want to see it. You want to see it end faster, is what you're saying? Well, no, but I don't want every kid batting around every time. That uh, that drags out too. Nah, because they they hit it light and it just kind of rolls through the infield. And these kids have good arms; they can get it to first base. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then they overthrow it and it yeah, goes into the, yeah. Yeah. Right. Then it's a oh man, that's exciting. I need and that Benny Hill running. music. Keep, Where's that Benny Hill music? <laughs> they keep running around. <laughs> yeah. Every hit's a home run, basically. Right. Because you just keep running and keep running. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. that's the strategy in kickball too. You know that, right? Just keep running. Yeah. You just keep running. Yeah. Because you- they just. Yeah, dive at every base, and they throw it right. over your head. Yeah. They throw it. Over. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they miss, and then you get up and keep running. That's the strategy. So that that's exciting, but also time consuming because we just realized today that uh, the one game that is happening while I am away overlaps with baseball opening day, and baseball opening day in this town is a huge thing. There's a parade. Wait, for little league. Yeah, you didn't know this. No. We have a it's like an all day affair. There's a there's a parade that goes through town oh, and then man. there's awesome. they regroup at the fields and there's big talks and then there's exhibition games and then they do pictures. <laughs> they do pictures before the season starts. That's very strange. Uh so it, so it's destroying I, and I'm going to be gone. So now I'm like emailing all Oh, kinds we're not going to be there for the picture. Uh that's sad. Uh I can take a picture of him in his baseball uniform. It's it's not it's not hard. Splice it in there. Uh, I don't think they take a team picture. They're, they're all individual. Like, Baseball's oh, really? a very narcissistic game, <laughs> <laughs> especially for the pitchers. But the, yeah, I don't think they ever have a team picture for baseball. They're all individual. Oh, wow. I have a team picture from when I played little league, and I will take I, one. I still named like I can still name most of the kids on the team. We will take fun. one. You know, that's what I'll do as the unofficial assistant baseball coach for the season. I will bring my fancy camera. Mm-hmm. To one of the games, and you know where all the kids are there. Yeah, in uniform. In uniform. Yeah, we will take a pretty cool picture with like the two rows or something. You know, I don't know. We'll figure it out, and then uh, maybe I'll order some prints, and I'll get I'll just give them all prints. I'll give them all, give them all prints. Uh, the other thing. So I learned another important lesson about soccer. I remember from my youth. Every game we'd have sliced oranges. I don't know why this is a thing. You can't you can't peel the oranges because they turn to orange juice. But mm-hmm. slice them, and I put the whole I put them in a Tupperware bin, and I actually put them in the freezer so they wouldn't totally. 
and then they had enough time to thaw. They were okay. But I'm looking, I'm going, well, how many should I slice? Like This is know. soccer? Yeah. Yeah. You have a ballpark for this? How many oranges you should slice? Oh, n- no, but it's it's going to be more than you would think. Is my way guess. more than, yeah. way more than. This, yeah. this is, I mean, I, I'm not kidding you. So I, I took, I think, four very large oranges and sliced them up. And, it, and I'm like, okay, these cut into enough pieces because we have eight kids on the team and each one I cut into eight slices. So that's basically four slices per kid. Yeah. Not and like, so they'll, you know, they'll have like one each quarter. They'll be okay. I opened this very neatly lined up Tupperware <laughs> container of everything was, you know, nice, nicely arranged. At the end of the first quarter, they yep. ate them all. <laughs> I'm, I'm going, guys, no, um, you get it. Take, slip, take your They're taste. They're fine. <laughs> and then, well, then they were hungry. And I'm on. not kidding you. So at halftime... They're all telling me they're hungry, Coach. I'm hungry, and I'm looking to the, across the sideline, like, "Well, I, did you bring your parents with you?" Like, I don't, I don't understand this, this, this thing with the eating and the drinking and the sporting things. You don't think they should eat and drink? Not as much. I think they they need to eat and drink way more than they think they need to, and then they do eat way more. I mean, I don't remember constantly eating when I do exercise as a kid, just uh, constantly ingesting food and water. So you you think? It should be a little more uh, have exercise, a little more restraint, and basically, I shouldn't even give them the oranges until halftime. Well, we never did. I, they, we did, when my experience with the oranges is that they were always after the game, and this was mm-hmm. you know recently with my kids and stuff, and uh, they would disappear. And of course, all the siblings would come by, and maybe a coach or two would grab a slice. And but it's amazing how fast they go and how many they, they go. They were gone. Yeah. It's, uh, Crazy. Okay, so my mistake was opening them first. Uh, I mean, I, I guess during the game, if they need to refresh, I mean, they've, they've been playing for 15 minutes. They're hungry already? I don't know. I think then they just like think that, oh, and there's the food. Now it's a distraction. So I'm like, get it out of here. Mm-hmm. Get the distractions away from. That could be true. I don't know. And then the water bottle. Can we have a break? Can we have a water break? I'm thirsty. That thirsty. You just had a water break like not even three minutes ago, the last drill. And you just, anyways. <laughs> I well, this, is not, this is the game, not practice. I mean, uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, I ta- game, I, I'm sure. all for timing them. I need to get a stopwatch. It's the next thing I need. Another. <laughs> I was researching this quite a bit. Stopwatch oh, yeah. with a clock on it because I want to see what time it is. And no, none of these stopwatches have clocks on them. It's totally nuts. But give me, I want to see yeah. the time. And I want to. Use a stump. I want. So so far, th- you have two inventions that we should invent. Yeah, uh, create uh, exactly the board that you were holding right there, which is basically a plastic clipboard that you can put stuff on the inside mm-hmm. of. That is water resistant. You put a rubber gasket on that joint, and you've got that thing pretty much waterproof for yeah, all intents and purposes. Right there. I mean, you can take that scuba diving. <laughs> and then on the back side, a soccer a soccer field whiteboard or whatever interchangeable. Right. I have a slot it uh, in. I have that one, and then I have a clipboard that has a hockey rink on the back as a whiteboard, but I don't have one that has both. Right. You know what I mean? And the interchangeable mm-hmm. thing. I don't want a clipboard with a whiteboard on the back. Where am I going to put all my papers when it rains or when I want to just carry a lot of extra stuff? I don't want to put it all under this clip. That's insane. I want to put the current stuff under the clip. Right. And everything else, like the rosters and, and the sheets. I got yeah, the, the lineup. You do everything. The stat sheet. I had all this stuff printed out. That was fun too. I researched all the sheets and I had a stat sheet with all the names really? on it and, and the lineup. Yeah, and the soccer field so I could show the kids what position they're playing because they, you know, it's the beginning of the season. They didn't quite remember how that worked. Oh, sure. Sure. sure, they, sure. they didn't. They didn't. It was a little bit tough. Yeah. 
And then they were all, like, boy, a couple of them. I mean, I remember from last season, a couple of them, they did not understand positioning. Like, okay, you're playing left forward. Immediately, he's like right back corner of the field, <laughs> you know, kicking his own player in the shins again, right? And I'm like, you're the left forward. Well, what does that mean, coach? Okay, over there. Go to the, see where your mom is sitting. When you guys like, play, do you have a coach on the field? I should have asked the ref if that. No, refs. On, forget it. Oh yeah, we have refs. Oh, my goodness. We have refs. Um, and the, yeah, the refs totally in charge of the game. We do with the coaches. We're not on the field. I kind of wandered on a couple of times between the plays, and I don't know if he if I was supposed to. Yeah. Uh. Uh. So the yeah okay so that's we didn't have refs yet. Yeah, we have like twelve year old refs, and I talked to the ref before the game, and I'm like, look. You messed this up for me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like the one thing I want from you, ref, like, this is your game. You're in control. You <laughs> yes, decide. You decide. You decide how it's going to go. This is all I ask of you. you, you own the one and only thing I ask of you to do during this game. He's like, yeah, what's that? I'm like, you blow that whistle as loud as you can. Because I don't want to see any of this like soft tweeting stuff where the kids just don't stop and they're confused because they thought it was a bird and they just keep running and playing and then they're kicking and one kid stops and the other kid kicks him and blow the whistle. Okay? Make sure if they don't hear you, blow it again 10 times louder and scream at them. Like, get them to listen to you. Otherwise, I'm taking out my whistle and I'm blowing it too and you don't want that. He's like, I got you. I can do that. Sure thing, sir. I'll blow the whistle. He didn't Uh. blow it that loud. He did all right. It was good enough. A little bit, very quiet talking. He'd blow the whistle loud, and then he'd kind of turn his head and look at the, look at the ground and say, "What you know, I'm a green ball, green ball." Like what? Green ball? You know, come on, search yourself, take control of that game. Search yourself. (laughs) (laughs) They're all looking at him for guidance and leadership. What are we doing next, ref? You blew the whistle. I don't know why. Tell me what to do. Mm. Whew, it's exciting stuff. Though. It was exciting. You know what else was exciting? Um, Hap- so, uh, happened last Space, SpaceX Yeah, launch. man. We watched it with the kids. Did you? Yeah, I uh, I was at work still. It was, uh, it was 4.45 on Friday, but I put it up on my computer. They, they do they do record the videos. You can watch them again. It was live. It was, uh, it was hype. It's only like 15 minutes, too, and there was a fair number of people at work that were interested. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of us are nerds. But I did tell my wife, I was like, hey, throw this on for the kids and put it on the Chromecast and put it on TV. She went, oh, what? The Chromecast? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And if you need help, Jason, will show you. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm not laughing, by the way. No, no, no. She was like, wait, what, what is it, though? She was didn't have any. And then she comes back and she's like, wow, Jason was giddy about it. I was like, well, I mm-hmm. see. I thought he, I showed him some of the stuff before. And then they talked about it in school today, even. Because they had this like wrap up of a meeting challenge, and they had someone from NASA there, and he said, "Oh, they they mentioned this, the dragon thing that they talked about." But for the background, for people who don't know, mm-hmm. SpaceX uh, successfully landed their first stage of their rocket on the platform in the ocean on Friday in their launch, which was really pretty amazing. And if you haven't, uh, we'll link the video in the show notes. But if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend you go check it out. It's pretty impressive. It looked like a you know like something out of sci-fi movie but it was real life i drew a picture of it for the kids because it's really hard to understand what's happening when you just watch a rocket launching right and why like there's because there's a whole different parts everyone's cheering 
about certain pieces of it. And meanwhile, there's the actual mission still going on. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we're not talking to children here, but real quick, you say they landed the first stage, right? Okay, so there's some background to this, right? Like, you have a rocket in separate parts because you need a ton of fuel to push that thing into space. And it's not just that you need to push it into space. You have to push it up to a certain speed so it can remain in orbit because the Earth is spinning real, real fast. thing has to go, what, like 32,000 kilometers an hour? I don't remember. It's really quick. It it does... So that yeah, it does go on beyond the, the first stage. The second stage has its own boosters, but it does. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. But uh, so what? Yeah. So essentially, what happens is the first stage is just a big tube filled with fuel, right? And once that tube burns through the fuel, they they throw it away. At least that's what you've done historically, because you don't want. There's no need to move that thing around anymore. It's just a lot of extra mass, and they still need to accelerate this thing. If Fuel's gone. Get rid of it. If you're familiar with the space shuttle, which is pretty, it's been around for a long time. That giant orange thing that hung off the back, big and those, booster, and those two white ones too. I think they're both. And the two white ones, yeah, yeah, they're all there. It's it, very strange. Yeah, and it was a tiny little airplane, a tiny little plane that that would go sit on the the giant boosters, and mm-hmm. then those things would get just, and then they'd go in the water and they'd recover them. I think, but they were like, uh, no, I think they just trashed them. They did. I just, mean, just, they recycled them. Yeah, they didn't reuse them. No, they, I didn't. They didn't reuse them, but. I think they recovered the trash of it, right? I'm not sure. They're just sitting in the out, out there in they the ocean. Might, <laughs> they they might probably be. just sunk. I, I be, you wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me yeah, if they I just guess. let them sink. That's probably right. It's very strange how they come up with that design, though. We need one giant booster and a couple little ones inside, just because that looks cool. It's symmetrical. I don't want. I mean, why not two giant boosters? Why not three? Why not just uh, yeah. one giant booster? And get- <laughs> I'm sure this. I think, why do they? Why do they have the little? I, I think they because they run on different fuels. I think to be honest, they run on different fuels because the the two little ones were to get them through the uh, the atmosphere where there's oxygen to burn, and then once they get out to high enough where there's not enough oxygen, and they have to run a different mixture because they don't have the oxygen. So I know that the SpaceX. What thing, are you talking about? Those things all they don't burn oxygen from the atmosphere. I think the little ones did on the uh, no. Not in the no, space shuttle. They're all like they're all liquid oxygen, oh, liquid right. See, hydrogen. I don't know what I'm talking about. Then they I have blow no idea that why. stuff. They're providing their own oxygen. I thought it's crazy. they. I thought they, I thought they were different fuels though, for different purposes. Mm, maybe. Oh, all right. Well, I'm not, a, I'm not a rocket scientist. Anywho, we're kind of so off I, topic I, here. Well, I drew I drew a picture for the kids. I was yeah. like, Okay, here's the Earth kids. Yeah, I tried to draw it to scale. Like I messed it up, erased it a few times. You know, here's the rocket shoots up, and I made it go down just for fun. It goes up, but it kind of goes, it starts to curve sideways because you're not just shooting straight out into space. That would be useless. You have to like shoot in this big arc and then you go real, 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 real fast because you got to spin around and around. And then this thing, after it dumps the first stage, the second stage actually has the stuff in it. And they even eject the nose cone. Did you know that too? Yeah, because... That was to protect in the atmosphere, but once yeah, you get in out the there, atmosphere, you just wait anymore. Push just, around. Just, yeah, just throw it away. Yeah. And then <laughs> it didn't strange. actually reach. So this particular one was resupplying the space station, the International Space Station. Uh, it took like a whole day for the thing to get there. Yeah, it got there Sunday morning or something, day and a half uh-huh. later. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And it's like, oh, up. we got, <laughs> yeah, we got to catch up. We're going, yeah, we're going, you know, thirty million miles an hour. Oh, we did the math. Because uh, I thought it would be impressive, and I figured it. We figured out that as fast as the rocket was going at its maximum velocity, uh, we could we could take the kids back and forth to school ten times in one second. 
Wait, what was it? How fast it was going? Yeah. Oh, really? That's cool. That's a cool math problem to do. It's going, it, it doesn't look one, like it's that fast. In one second, because the school's <laughs> like about a kilometer from here, I think. So we okay. could get all the math, and yeah, yeah, yeah. basically we could go. We could go there and back ten times in one second. Huh. So it's That's like very school, home, school, home, school, home, school. You can't even say it fast enough. Yeah, yeah. School yeah. back, school back, school back. Can't, it's too late. You already did it ten times. I mean, that's what it looked like when it landed. That like it was going so fast, and then all of a sudden it just like did its thing and landed. It was amazing. Right. I, so I, the I'm reason really... for the whole first stage booster. Now they don't let it run completely out of fuel because it has to. They have to bring it back down. Right. So the booster disconnects, falls back down. And because, and this is just for the people that maybe aren't keeping up, because the rocket had to go sideways to get into orbit, they can't land the booster back where it launched because it's now really, really far away. So they got to they drive this boat. They drive this big flatbed boat out in the middle of the ocean. They call it a drone ship uh, to get it closer to where the thing is so it can land there. Do you know the name of it? It's a funny name. Uh, yeah, something about I still love of you. Of course I still love you. Of course I still <laughs> so love you. So long. Complicated to say. I think it has to do with the fact that they've blown it up a couple of times. Uh, okay. Right. <laughs> I think that's what they're going for. Um, so there's no people on it, so it's pretty safe. It's a relatively big ship, but when you see the rocket on it, it's also pretty small. So the reason they're landing this booster is because it's really expensive to build new boosters every single time you need to launch one of these things. And if they can make it reusable, if they can land it and with minimal repairs, fix it up, refuel it, launch another rocket, they're saving a boatload of money. I mean, that's really their goal. It's nothing like, this is cool, let's just do it. They're trying to save millions and millions of dollars right. so they can launch more frequently and and you know lower the cost of their contracts, et cetera, et cetera. But it is super cool. It's a stra- I mean, it's a crazy idea, right? They're like, hey, let's think this through. We want to run this business. We got to make money. How do we make money? Oh, we reuse the boosters. How do we reuse the boosters? Well, they're going to have to land themselves. Well, that's crazy. Let's just try it anyway and see if it works. And it didn't work, and now it did. Yeah. So you got to you got to hand it to them in that regard. And part of the uh, part of the interesting thing I find is that it's it's a secondary objective. What do they call it? The experimental objective or something? Experimental objective. So he's managing to do this while getting all the money incoming for the actual purpose, which was to launch the right thing to up to the the space station. Right, right, right. Right. I mean, the, the primary mission was to get the equipment yeah. to to the International Space Station, and they got that contract. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. There's more and more. I was I was looking, trying to find the answer to the other question on the Space Shuttle wiki page, but it's, it's a lot. It's pretty complicated. Why does it have two types of boosters? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of information here. But the next, the next, uh, the Dragon Heavy or whatever they call it, is going to have oh, three yeah. boosters. That one has three boosters, yeah. But And do you know what they're doing up there in the space station? It's kind of interesting. Did you look into the mission objectives, like what they're bringing up to the space station? They brought a big inflatable room. Yeah. Because they're trying to copy the movie. What movie? What movie? Uh, you know, The Martian? Uh, I didn't watch it. It's the a book. book. I, didn't, I know of what you mean, but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, he yeah, made but. a big uh, one of the big things was he. Well, the, the thing the thing he lived inside of on Mars is, was inflatable essentially, but he also made his own inflatable. Anyway, okay, is out of context. But yeah, they made they they sent him a little inflatable bedroom. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna put those on the moon and stuff. 
I can go up there. Weekend in the moon. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just fun to do, I guess. Yeah. That guy's doing well right now, though, between the SpaceX landing, which he's been worked on for a long time, and the Model 3, which is selling a lot of, but... Clicking, clicking, clicking. Yes. Elon Musk, you're talking I know. about. I think, yeah, I know. I'm I th- a big, big fan right now. We'll see. I think doing well, I, again, I mean, people think that means financially, which it surely is, but I think he's having a lot of fun with his life. Well, I think he's being successful. He set out these goals for himself, and he's hitting yeah. them. He's like, you know what I want to do? I want to do space stuff. I want to do cool electric car stuff. And I want to do uh, solar energy. And that's yeah. what he's doing. And he's yeah, doing a good job. Uh, <laughs> and he did it. He did it all right. He's, he's doing all right. I yeah, guess. he's doing all right. <laughs> I, that's an understatement. but <laughs> They're a little bit unrelated. It's, it's, it's an interesting. I understand the let's make electric cars because that's uh, could be eventually somewhat earthy, right? Right. And hey, you know what? While we're at that, why don't we make a way to generate power to charge the electric cars that is also kind of earthy? Yeah. Uh, let's blow up some rockets while we're at it. Let's just yeah, b- kaboom. Well, but, that's the uh, that's the safety net, right? <laughs> if we can't save the Earth, we got to be able to get off of it. Oh, true. Okay, that's how it links together. Sure. Yeah, that's what he says, right? <laughs> he wants to be able to. We're getting too big for the planet. We're using all this resources up. So. All right, it does all come together. But you know what? I did want to bring this back to the kid thing, which I found interesting. When I remember being as a kid, the space program was always very interesting. It was, you know, when the space shuttle was getting started and it was, you know, pretty cool that we have this thing that we goes and come back, goes and come back. And it's it looks pretty cool with the different colors and black and white and these fireballs when it comes back down. And now the space program's like sort of cool again. There's interesting things happening. I'd say it's not yeah, sort it's of just not a, the government run though. It's just the yeah. private space program. Yeah, cool. Well, right, right. I mean, but it's still interesting, and new things are happening. Like innovation in the space program is happening again, and I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that happens out there with the the um, space station, and there's telescopes and there's satellites that are periodically talking back to us. I know one went in some emergency mode this week that they weren't expecting for, but. It, but to see that my son was like, oh, this is really cool. And he was really interested in it. And then somebody's talking about it at school today. And then they had somebody from NASA there and they mm-hmm. were talking about it. And there was a a, a tip, or a little bit of an interesting fact came home from school with him was that, and they said this to the whole class. So I guess it must be 13 years, right? 12 years old. I guess you could have some 12 or 13 year old sixth graders that every kid in that room, there's been somebody on the space station their entire life. So for the last 13 years, at least, there's been the space station. Somebody's been in there, living in the space station. That's not the same Not person. the same person, no, but okay. there have been people up there in the space station this entire right, 13 yeah. years. Sort of yeah, interesting, you know, they, they, you know. I remember that fondly as a kid, being interested in rockets and stuff. I remember watching the, you know, the space shuttle blow up with all the teachers in it, which <laughs> yeah, was in school. Awful. Yeah, <laughs> right. But pretty no, terrible. Yeah, right. This is pretty exciting, huh, teacher? This teacher's going to come, boom! Oh, man, that's uh, so sad. Do we still get the cake? <laughs> do we still get the cake? Oh, my goodness. Too soon. <laughs> it was, it was oh, too, oh God. Yeah, too soon. It was, only, it was only 35 years ago. That was 30. It's 86. 30 years ago. Was it 86? Yeah, it was 86. Yeah, they, it was yeah. in February, the 30th year anniversary of it. I don't think I was old enough to really even understand. I mean, I saw the, I'm like, I see the rocket. Uh, it's a lot of fire. Yeah, that looks like more fire than there should be. Right? Is that is that bad? Okay, really bad. Yeah. Okay. You kind of you judge based on the reaction of the adults, right? That's how things go. And when they're like, 
uh, crying all of a sudden. You're like, wait, what happened? Why are you crying? What's, what's going wrong? Mm, I, I, I cry now, much. too? I don't yeah, know. No, I, I remember just looking at the TV. I don't remember looking at the teachers. Mm. It seemed, I know, it seemed sad, but I do remember it, so it must have been something traumatic, but yeah. I don't remember, remember being super sad about it, so maybe I'm a sociopath. <laughs> well, I mean, I I remember it being a sad event, but I don't remember being personally super duper sad about it. No, I mean, I'm not even. I I remember when Columbia blew up. That was the other one, right? On reentry. Uh, I don't know that Challenger. One. Yeah, Challenger was '86, and then Columbia was the one that that blew up on reentry. On reentry, hmm. and I remember that happening. I remember that happening, and I remember watching the TV on that. But I was never like sad about it. I mean, it was sad yeah. that there was a loss of life and setbacks in the program or whatever. And you weren't cheering. That's no. good. <laughs> so, kids, listen up. Yeah. Get started on that space elevator because this is getting old. This space right? <laughs> we need to throw a lasso around the moon yeah. and just climb. There we go. Up and down. Tethered the moon. Uh, the, uh, you know, I read uh, recently read an article about. I think it was all thirtieth year, and I think. I think it was a somewhat significant anniversary of the the Columbia, just uh, what do they call them, tragedy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what do you call those things? No, they call them the, the, the disaster. There's a Challenger disaster in the Columbia something. Mm-hmm. But they, after that program, they always had a backup shuttle ready to go in case they were going to be on. Like they realized that the shuttle that was out there was unable to return safely. They were ready to launch one out, and they had a another set of astronauts ready to go at a moment's notice to be like, all right, it's time to launch. We got to go rescue the other people. Go and, they had and a, go and get them. Yeah. Yeah. They had a whole like docking, like way that the shuttles would line up and, uh, it, you know, it's like a million to one, a success thing because they have right. to like, hit the trajectories just right. And to get them off the ground, the weather just has to be perfect and all this stuff, but they had them ready. That was a safety thing after that. You be- should really read the Martian. It's all about this. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Okay. Can I watch the movie? Um, it's not as fun. Okay. Well, I think, yeah, I don't know. You can watch. Yes, you're allowed to. Okay. Well, trying to keep it on the uh, parent, parents thing. Get them involved. Get the the STEM. It's it's interesting. And, and I think I'm finding now that my, my kids are old enough. And as I share these things to them, they find the interest and same sort of interest in the, the stuff that I did, you know, when I was a you kid. Use it, do you age. use it just to tell them to work on their math? Like, is this a kid's? You can be anything you want to be as long as you study math hard enough to be able to. Hmm? Come on, let's get back. Let's do the... <laughs> no, no. All right, you can't be an astronaut Yeah. until no. you finish your green beans. Speaking of math, I've got them back on Khan Academy this weekend, so I followed through mm-hmm. on that. I How got far my, are you? I got my daughter on Khan Academy. I'm crushing. I'm up to almost 100,000 energy points. That's it? <laughs> well, I, I just uh, this was like two nights. Two nights of hard. Well, you take all the mastery exams math. in kindergarten, man. Yeah, that's cheating. <laughs> it's cheating. I might get onto that as well. Well, uh, you know, uh, they're doing some stuff that I don't, I wouldn't have done. Like number line, and I, I'm kind of reviewing it for my own because I want to be able to talk to them about it. My yeah. son was easy. He, he, because we just started with the early math, and I said he can go do some third grade math stuff, which he should be doing anyways. But we were just getting back to it, and then watching my daughter work through the problems. Because mm-hmm. I sat with her while she did it, I was like, "Huh, okay, this is cool." So she's in first grade and she's learning the stuff, and it's she has to work through some of these very simple things that I, you know, you know, can know easily. But like, just do it. 
and the, but the, they teach them differently these number line things and how to break things out into ten. And they have a weird thing if you like add fifty two and thirty eight, you take the two out of take the, the fifty two. It's called regroup. It's called regrouping. Oh, see, you know all the terms. I don't know this you don't, stuff. You don't do this in your head anyway. I would do. Well, it. No, of course, but I never knew. I never was taught that. Like, I yeah, would, you get well, right? That they're teaching this is good. You just figured it out on your own. You said the wiggle eight and two. I know that. That's easy. So yeah. you take the two, you move it. Up. Yeah. They teach them it. So I, we had our. I'm interrupting, but yeah, no, I no. Think yeah. regrouping is. So this, I, I think about this all the time in my head, right? Because you don't know what's going on in other people's heads, right? This is a very, this is a very strange thing for me. Right. You, and you look at this problem, and you go, "Let's solve the problem." And that's why the teacher asks you to show your work and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I look at it, and then I give them the answer. And they're like, well, you can't do that. You have to show your work. I'm like, well, why? It's, all, I, it's the right answer, isn't it? And then, you know, I, I, you ask other people the question, and they're like, um, and I want to be like, well, what are you thinking? Like, what is your what is your process here? And they're just like, I don't know, dolphins? Like, you don't know. They could be off in la-la land. Like, it's just so confusing and overwhelming for them, especially when you have to, like, if you're doing regrouping in your head and you're saying, well, just take the two off and move it over and then move this and move that. Like, okay, here's an example. Max asked me what 22 times 22 was. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Uh, Maybe I asked him. I said, well, let's figure it out. And I said, well, that's, that's not terribly easy. If it was 22 times 20, then I would just say... It's 400 plus 40. It's 440. Because you'd say it's, you take off the two and you say it's 20 times 20 plus two times 20. Right. So you're essentially refactoring or whatever. Uh, and you end up with 440. Right. But 22 times 22, I'm like, ooh, well, you got to do like two sets of refactoring. So it's actually 20 times 20 plus 20 times two plus two times 20 plus two times two. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being 484. But you got to keep all those numbers in your head. Right. And that's hard. Because you you got to get real good. That's why you get it. I think this is why you got to get the basics down, right? You got to be awesome at doing addition and subtraction of single digit, double digit numbers just quickly. Right. So that you can hold, yeah, 20 times 20, 400. Like stick the 400 over here in space. Yep. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Don't, and you can sort of see the refactoring. Oh, yeah, and 20 times 2, there's two 20 times 2, because there's a 20 times 2, and there's a 2 times 20. So that's just 40, 40, it's 80. And then we got one left over, which is 2 times 2. Mm-hmm. And you throw the 4 on the end, 44. Yeah. If, you, if you had to carry, you'd be really messed up. You know, who knows? Right. But getting that speed is just practice. Yeah, and those weird techniques and the regrouping techniques. So he messed that up a bunch of times where we'd say things like, what's uh, what's like... A hundred minus seventy-five, and he'd say thirty-five because he because it's like a hundred minus seventy is thirty. Oh right, and there's right. a five in there somewhere, so it must be thirty-five. It's the like, wrong way. You're, you're going the wrong way with it, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> Hope you berated him. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> no. Then you go back to the techniques, right? It's like, well, you, you draw a number line, do the regrouping, blah blah blah. So. Your example of 52 and 38, yeah, you take the 2 off the 50, but then again, you got to hold all this stuff in your head. You take the 2 off the 50, you put it on the 38, it becomes 40, stick them back together, you get 90. No big deal once they're like zeroed, but you got to hold all those numbers yeah. in your head, and that is just, it's just hard for some kids to do. They can certainly write it down, and that's how they practice through it in, in Khan Academy. It's like, 
but it gets confusing in the exercise unless you explicitly went through and taught that technique because in Khan Academy, at least, they'll do they'll do the regrouping and they draw parentheses. Right, right, right. And then in the next line, they move the parentheses, right. and it's like, well, why are they doing? This? Yeah. And I had to I had to take like a half hour to explain. Well, you know, they're they're moving the parentheses to show you that you should add these, and then it's you the can since it's addition, it's uh, yeah. Blah, 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 you know. The first time Dish- I hit one of those, I was like, what is this thing? What? And I'm just typing <laughs> the same number over and over again, but I'm realizing, oh, they're moving the pre- okay. I get they're it, moving yeah. they're moving the parentheses yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. So and, and one other thing. I noticed that there's a lot of word problems in there. Oh yes, which I like because it's real life, right? That's real world. That's real that world. It's real not life, just yeah. pounding math facts at them. Mm-hmm. And then they get more complicated, and they they show a lot of graphs, and you're doing a lot of stuff with like diagrams and a lot of things with the graphs. And then the graphs are one thing, and then they're like, okay, now the rabbits mean there's seven rabbits. Each rabbit represents seven rabbits. So now you got to then you got, like you said, you got to hold these things in your mind. You're like, okay, there was three different, so I got to multiply that times seven. That's twenty-one, and then then they then they get more complicated where you have to like handle three different number sets. One is mm-hmm. higher. It's like if you combine the two sets from, you know, the number of flowers picked and the number of flowers crushed times the amount of flowers given away or something, and you oh, have I to like, done that yet. yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I like did some entry level things for each of the levels until I got to sixth grade, and then I got to cut two of them legitimately wrong, and I had to pull out the calculator for one. <laughs> One of them and then i was like what and then uh i didn't i did ace the seventh grade one and i didn't i had a the geometry stuff oh my goodness i didn't know what a cl- quadrilateral is mm, four sides that's just it. it yeah that's it i was overthinking it yeah and the a, geometry stuff is probably the hardest because it's remembering just the definition and a rhombus you know what a rhombus is the definition uh, of a rhombus two equal length parallel sides yeah well done yeah it's good for you <laughs> well we, we've been doing it so <laughs> oh all right <laughs> I forgot like what a rhombus was too. So uh, uh, yeah, but it, but so I I do think you know I, I'm not spending a ton of time going through it, but I am going through it so I can crush them and open up. And although the, they've gamified it more than I remember, the last time we did this was well over a year ago. They've added like the point things to open up more of the avatar things. Did you see that? So of course it's fun. But. The avatar, yeah, the badges and the avatars, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The game of fine things. So I, I'd recommend doing the speed. There are badges for speed. Yep, I'll crush. So I think those. even once, crush once them. you get through the mastery stuff, right? I'm gonna circle back with the kids. I'm, I, that's my goal for the summer. Is uh, so Max is gonna finish all the second grade Khan Academy work. He's almost there. He's at like ninety percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this summer, we're not gonna touch on any of the third grade stuff because I don't want to move ahead too fast. I think that's a mistake people make. Is like you go into multiplication before he can do addition in his head like lightning fast. Right. Right. And so instead, we're going to go back to the old problems, especially the ones I know he was having issues with. And we're going to do like speed drills. Right. And he had fun when I was actually, ti- I was timing him for fun. And he was like, oh my God, he had fun doing it. He's like, okay, ready? You say go. And I'm like, go. And, and it was a shockingly long time. Like some of the problems, I gave him a minute to do each one. Okay. And they were, it was like double digit subtraction. Yeah. Uh, which you think like, oh, that shouldn't take that long. He almost ran out of time, almost every problem. Oh. <laughs> you know, he'd take, he'd take yeah. maybe, sometimes he'd take 20 seconds or 30 seconds, yeah, but right. sometimes he's like 58 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you were carrying numbers and things like this. Uh, right on the chalkboard, do this stuff. <laughs> so, um, so they yeah. ca- he they do the this Mad Minute thing at my kids, but they have these like, uh, I think it's like 60, pro- not, I don't know how many problems there are on a sheet. Maybe it's 30. 
and they have a minute to do as many as they can. And this is sort oh, yeah. of to gauge how they mm-hmm. are doing on it. And I'm like, I looked at it and I was like, this is, can they really do it? Like, could you do this? And I, I like, in front no, of, probably not. In front yeah. of my wife. No, no. I, it was all like, you know, five times zero, five times one, five times four. It was all yeah. single digit multiplication. So I, I quizzed my wife on it and I read them. <laughs> And she did it in 45 seconds. Got him on. All right. So it's definitely possible. And and she could have done it faster, right? If she was, if I wasn't reading them to her. If she was just reading it, yeah. So, but still, she was able to do it pretty easily. Well, and, and, so. the, and the writing is an issue too. But I I think yeah, the they, they do good. that for the kids. Like they don't, they don't have to get them all right. No, uh, no. It's I, not. I think you have to make it hard enough where they don't finish the sheet. And then they can just judge how many you got sure. done. Because right. they, yeah. they, they, were, they were doing that as well. Uh as long as they're communicating that to the kids, they don't yeah. feel terrible that they didn't finish the sheet. Right. Because um, certainly, I, I mean, I could see my son sitting there and writing this real perfect little five. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, yeah. rah, rah. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> move on. <laughs> Throw the, ah, you know, go to the no, next I, one. At least my son was smart enough. He went through all the zeros, found all the zeros, wrote them, find all the ones, do those. <laughs> Did he really? That yeah. is actually, that's yeah, pretty clever. Yeah, he peeks through them, you know, goes through and gets all those easy ones. I don't know. Scanning, it might might take more time, too. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well. You gotta get these things done. Mm-hmm. No, this is all fun stuff. You've got. I may have to go tonight and stay up even later than usual <laughs> doing some Khan Academy and blasting it. And we can sign each other. You can be my teacher, and I'll be your teacher. Oh yeah, we can. Because I can just send you my ID. Uh, there is other stuff on there that's like I, I'm gonna have some fun with. Like there's programming. I don't know JavaScript, and I don't think JavaScript's like really that mind bending. Well, maybe the wrong term. It's not that hard of a programming lang- language. I don't want to insult anybody here, but. Uh, they picked it to teach kids, and he he's done Scratch as, as I've mentioned before on the show um, from Code.org, which is just like you know these object blocks that you just put down. And so the JavaScript is a lot of reading, and and he's like, I don't understand any of this, and they use all these special characters, and I'm like, yeah, if you want to do that kind of programming, you actually have to read some stuff, right. and and so I, we may go through that together, and see if I can get him to like stop playing Minecraft for five minutes and. <laughs> Which has yeah, come up, I, yeah. I, I do worry that, like, you know, they, oh, I'm, you know, I'm learning how to, to code, and it's, I'm yeah. dragging this block. It's, you don't even, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's fine for now, but you've really got to go. It's like people who are wizards at Excel, you know, it's like, oh, geez, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a useful tool can for sure. Can you do pivot tables? I, I can, I think, oh. yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely useful. I don't want to diminish it too much. Yeah. But if you, there's another layer there, right? If you get stuck using Excel, you can't process all this stuff. It's taken too long. Hey, well, you know what? There's a whole world of things that will go way faster. Sure. And give you better access to that data. You just, but you got to learn how to use it. And when the lower level you get, it's like, what's a good analogy here? I know Uh, what you're trying to say. You could buy groceries. I can't think of a good analogy. You could buy groceries at the grocery store, or you could uh, grow your own wheat. You know, that kind of, it's, it's not really a really, good analogy. That's no, a terrible analogy. <laughs> <laughs> you could, you could bake a cake from a box, right? It yeah. says throw in eggs yeah. or, you know, you can harvest the wheat. Yeah. And it's okay. Also a bad analogy. Do you have anything that has to do with harvesting or planting? Co- cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a tip. Okay. It's an obvious one. So we go to the library and uh, my son's, you know, I, I need to, I've been picking him out some more nonfiction books and whatnot. My daughter, she's four and a half, really getting interested in letters, words, reading. She likes to pretend to read books, which is kind of annoying, but I let her do it anyway. 
You, you don't want to. I guess that's part You're of the really beginning. You're not really mean, kid. Well, it's you're not fooling it's, anyone. It's the beginning of their interest, and you don't want to ruin it, right? Like when they look at the book and they look at the words and they kind of make up their own story. And what's really cool is that I've gone through some words with her and made the letter sounds and said like, you know, here's a it spells cat or whatever. And you try to avoid saying the letter names. People get really into like A, B, C, D. You know, that's not important. The important part is teaching them the letter sounds. This is, and in fact, if you can avoid giving them the letter names at all, like this is a K, you know, at and smoothing that all together. And so she was doing that in the book. She didn't know the letter sounds, but she was pointing at the letters and making sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she couldn't remember which one was which, no, I, yeah. but she's doing it anyway. So my tip, my tip here is, uh, well, one, let your kids, if they're interested in that stuff, don't tell them they're wrong in the beginning. Just let them go, you know, help them where you can. But we went to the library and I, I, you go and you look on the beginning reader shelves and, and it's kind of like, I'll make another grocery store analogy. It's kind of like, what am I thinking of? What am I thinking of? It's kind of like when you buy products because it says on the box what it is and it's really terrible at what it is. You pick up these easy reader books and they say, oh, level one, beginning oh, to read. Oh, gosh, yeah. They're awful. I mean, I've always hated them because they're, they'll, they, there might be, you look at it and you go, ah, there's only like four words a page. Looks, this looks pretty good. But it'll have stuff like ears. You know, it'll have really words in there that are impossible for kids that are trying to sound out words from the beginning, you know, that have never read before and they're just trying to get started. It's like, couldn't, you know, what are you doing to me? Like, this is crazy. So I asked the library, this is couldn't. my tip. I'm getting is that, is that one, the words in there? Couldn't look at any of your easy reader books <laughs> and what you're, what I'm looking for is the CVC words, the consonant, vowel, consonant words. Three letters at, at most. Yeah. Dog. And no trick words, as they call them, right? It's all tab, bat, cat, dog, hat. run, can, hat. Yeah. So I, I went, as my tip, I went and I asked the librarian. I said, hey, you know, you're the kid's librarian. <laughs> you're here for a reason. My daughter, she's four, just starting to get interested in letter sounds. What do you recommend? She goes, oh, come with me. She goes like to the far back. And this is the crazy part to me. We go all the way to the back of the easy reader section, bottom shelf where no one looks all the way in the corner against the wall. She pulls out a book that looks like there's a whole series of books that looks like a turd. I mean, it's, it has no colors on it. It's just a plain, sorry, bad analogy again. It's a plain (laughs) brown book. With, like, nothing on the cover. I'm like, all right, I thought that was, like, something else. And she opens it up, and it's perfect. It's like, I'd have to, you know, now I have to look up the uh, name of the book because everyone's going to be wondering. Uh, It's amazing. Like, it's so deliberately simple that the story sounds atrocious. It's like, tab, the, it still has the in it because you can't really avoid that. Um... I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm going to go look, I'm going to find it, I'm going to find it for you, because people are going to wonder, people are going to wonder, it's called Primary Phonics, Primary Phonics, and the stories, I think it's called Primary Phonics, 
Primary phonics, primary phonics. Okay, maybe I messed up the name now. I'm gonna have to look this out. Book one. It's got a cat and a mouse on the front. Yeah, the cat and the mouse one. Where'd you find that? Where'd it, you find that? Uh, Amazon, primary phonics workbook. The workbook is not the uh, book book, but that's fine. Tab, the cat. Anyway, so the cat's name is Tab. And the, the yeah, Mac and Tab, that's what it's called. Okay, <clears throat> finally found it. So the first book, super, super, seriously, it's about a cat and a mouse. The cat's name is Tab, T-A-B, right? Simple sounds. The mouse's name is Mac. They do a lot of running, but not running. They run, run, run. Oh, okay. You know, they, they, they bat. Like, it, the, the story makes no sense from, like, why would you say that? That doesn't, no one would ever talk like that. But every single one of those words is readable by a beginner reader, is, is sound-outable. So you like the book. I love it. Oh, I thought, you were, I thought you were setting us up to tell us you hated it. No, it's the absolute most perfect thing ever. With The whole point of this long-winded tip <laughs> is to talk to your librarian because they know what they are doing. And, but what's really strange to me is this librarian jammed the book that they think is the best and most important for learning to read in the bottom back corner of the shelf in favor of, you know, the garbage, flashy, hey, here's Easy Weeder, Reezer Wonder Book. Like, they're crap. I mean, bleep. They're bad. They're... <laughs> okay, because you, you led off with the story saying that your daughter got Sorry. a book that looked like a turd, and then you go on to expound the virtues of yeah. this turd-looking book. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely... But this, I'm befuddled. I'm be, it's my... Well, you know what? I, we shouldn't be, because... They probably put their money into the um, <clears throat> the content uh, instead of the, the sponsorship, would you say? It, I could write. It, it, it's literally like pencil drawings. Uh, you could have, right? But, but still, they have to sell it and they have to produce it and all this mm, stuff. So they true. put their energy and, and money into the content instead of the getting the Frozen license from Disney. And Very true. Th- having to pay out the nose for that and then just getting yep. – then basically having whoever paid the, wrote, signed the check to – Disney to wrote the book. <laughs> right. <laughs> the same salesperson is like, oh yeah, now I'll write a book on reading. But you have no, no, you're just a, just a, yeah, well, I don't have any more money for an author. So with any sort of early yeah. education training. So, so, so yeah, I, I think that's maybe why they don't look so flashy because they uh, have some content to them. Don't judge a book by a cover, Randy. If ever I have one thing in my life. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> 